No. Ha ha ha. Yes. 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 All right. My thing's gone all floppy. Look at this. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science and see if science prefers to drink Coke or Pepsi. I'm Andrew Stableton and joining me today are Christopher Gibson. G'day. And Cameron Shearer. Hello. Uh, Coke, I reckon. Science is definitely a Coke person. But I don't know why science is. I think maybe just because everyone else is. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask, is anyone here, Chris, Mm -hmm. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Coke Zero, actually. Why Zero? No, but is that your favourite or is that just the one you find yourself drinking? No, that's kind of my favourite now. I'm used to the flavour, I think. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron? So, I prefer Coke, mm-hmm. but I we tend to buy Pepsi because it's cheaper. Oh, controversial. I wonder if Coke will be happy with that. Mm. I'm a bit of a cola. Uh, I don't think they care. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, I prefer Pepsi. No one no. has ever said that to me. No. no you know, I prefer true. flat Coke to like fizzy fizzy Coke. We're talking like super flat? As in so like if, we op- if, we, if we open the two litre bottle, yeah. I would rather drink it like two weeks after having the bottle was opened first yeah. than like the, that first day that it's opened. Oh. Mm. It's a big treat for me when I realise we've had Pepsi or Coke for like over a week. I'm like, yes, flat yes, Coke. <laughs> that that should be a new product that they serve. Flat Coke. Flat Coke. Flat, Just leave Coke, Coke unopened in the yeah. sun for a couple of weeks. Well, it's kind of like cordial, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they don't sell a cola-flavoured cordial, I don't think. No, no, no not no. in the world. Do you reckon science would prefer Pepsi in any circumstance? You know, I think that the science likes the artificial sweetness. That's in Pepsi Max. Because it's kind of showing off. It's like, look what I created, bitches. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not sugar at the moment, but as soon as it enters <laughs> your stomach, it becomes the same as sugar. So the more chemical processing, the better for yeah. science. So science is all about artificial sweeteners. I think so. And yeah. dissolved gases. They want it as fizzy as possible. The complete opposite to you, Cameron. Yes. Oh, now I don't, now I'll, now I don't know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any news for the uh, for the week? There's always yeah. Gibbo's news. Go on, Chris, and lots of it. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to hog the limelight early it's, on. It's all right. It's very easy to edit this out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget you can edit. Yeah. All right. Go. So look, I've had feed, feedback from fans. Um, Hang on. Uh, do you mean fans of the podcast or fans of you? One and the same. Uh, yeah, right, and, and they're saying, people are saying that podcasts are great. And I've had a number of people ask, when is the next one coming out? Well, tell them every two weeks. Yeah. Yep. It's not... Uh, Chris, Jesus. Chris, what, what day does the podcast come out? What date? What day? day. Yeah. Uh, it comes out every... It's a one in seven chance. Tuesday. Every Tuesday? Every second Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, do you know what a podcast is? <laughs> it's, it's like a computer radio show. <laughs> Aren't we live now, says Chris? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, is it Tuesdays? It is. Well, I put it up <laughs> Wednesday night, but most people get it Tuesday. So, yeah, you're allowed that well, one. You put fluke. it up Monday night. Yeah. All right, well, that's you a said fluke. Wednesday. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> Boom. Oh, I don't even know. Drop the mic. Okay, so Gibbo's Sight Watch. Oh, that was, hang on, that was done. That was done, the podcast well, thing. So the, all, the, oh, no, 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 no. all the fan thing was, I hope there's another one coming out soon. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Yes, well, yes, we can tell you, yes. podcast fans, there is some more coming out soon. Yep. Yeah, and yep. uh, if you subscribe using your favorite app, you don't even need to think about downloading it. Just does it automatically. Mm, you use use your app. Um, that's like an electronic bit of software that allows you to do things. App short for application. This is brilliant. It's now turned into a tech podcast. So, Gibbo Sightwatch. Go. Here we go. So I'm not even going to bother telling you about Scopus. I'm not even going to bother telling you about Web of Science all databases because it's over a thousand for each. Yep. Web of Science core collection nine nine six. We are within striking distance. <laughs> we are yeah. within striking distance of a thousand. But I don't know if I like this segment. The other massive news is the H index has now gone up to eighteen on Web of Science. Well, core, that's a good core thing. collection. Absolutely. Well, well done. That's Absolutely. that's well done, to Chris. celebrate. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. But. The big one is is the thousand for Web of Science core collections. So All right. that's that's huge news. Can you um when huge it happens, news. can you bring some party poppers or something? Because obviously we won't know. Absolutely. Okay. So more. Andy, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a little bit of your thunder here. Oh no. Yeah, because there's a paper just been accepted that I'm a co author on and Andy is a co author on. I am. I'm actually second. Yeah. Yeah. It was your student really, so so you were you were crucial to that. I was so crucial. All right. And what happens with this paper? Uh it's going into Thin Solid Films, an Elsevier journal. Ah, Talk congratulations. Of, thank you very much. So we were saying just the other week that we hadn't had many. No, we, accepted. We, had, we had one last week. Yep. Or last yep. time. Yep. And then now this week. Oh, yep. we're on fire oh, chat. It's a well, su- it's I mean a this su- one wasn't yep. me. But uh, yeah. well done to you too. Yeah, no thank worries. You, thank no you. Worries. Our papers, your papers, Cameron. It's a tsunami. <laughs> really? One, one, two in two weeks is yep. a tsunami? Yep. It's a Absolutely. tsunami of papers. It's a very uh-huh. small tsunami. Very small. Um, also, the Chemcom paper that Cameron and I are on, yep. um, which is Daryl Jones, Big D, Heavy D, his paper. Call she- out to Heavy D. Call out to Heavy D. Um, that now has a volume and page number. That's quick. Yep, very quick. Well, they spot quality work, and that's what happens. Uh, once again, shout out to the big man, um, Daryl. And that's it. That's Gibbo's news. Cameron. Oh, great. <laughs> well, after that, I don't know what I can say. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I have three bits of news that I can try Ooh. and squeeze in. Excellent. Do it. All right. Now, number one, get your singing voices ready. Uh Podcast listener Mark Bissett has got a permanent position. Where? So congratulations to him. He's yeah. now a lecturer of materials. I think I said that correctly at the University of Manchester. That is which wicked. Is one of the better uh, universities going around. So oh, that's, good on that's him. Brilliant. Well, well, well done. done. Well done. Well done. Yeah. well done. It's it's a fairy tale for us, but I'm so yeah. pleased it's <laughs> happening somewhere in the yeah, world. It's possible. It's possible. Hang on, what's possible? Uh, it's landing a permanent position. <laughs> well done, Mark. Well done. So well done. Listen to the podcast, really uh, and he's given me some suggestions, and we'll go through them uh, eventually. Well done, Mark. You bastard. All right. So <laughs> second bit of a thing, seeing as Chris has his uh, limelight thing, I want a bit of a stories from the road 
So Stories I'm like, from the road. <laughs> Me and the gang on the road. <laughs> yeah. Is, so, that, is that your rough voice? That's my yeah. That's my like I'm a man voice. <laughs> I like it. So we're gonna try and squeeze out some uh, interesting things that happened while I was away that we didn't we didn't come up last week when we talked about. Okay. Uh, mm, absolutely. Yeah. Go. My for trip. It. Do it. So I was at a conference for a week, and um, I think that one of the most important things about conferences is the lunch. Yes. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. The yes. food is crucial. And yeah. so when when you have a lunch, say a thousand people, five hundred people, um, it's pretty important that you're at that lunch serving place, often a buffet or something. Yep. You're at that place early. I tell mm. you what, have you <laughs> seen those sneaky bastards who oh. sneak out a little bit early, like yes. the questions for the last one before lunch? Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, mm. Oh, mm. Did, that's me. Yeah. I yeah. bet it is. You're not even there. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I might not go to the session before lunch. Yeah. And I'm seeing people at, at the lunch place half an hour before lunch is supposed to start. Yeah. And I'm there too. And I'm thinking, you dirty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jay, you have my idea. I like it. So at the conference in Vienna, yeah. and, uh, so here there's only one area of talk. So everyone's supposed to be seeing this one talk. You can't just say, oh, my session got out early. That's why I'm at lunch early. Yep. Everyone's supposed to go at the same time. Yep. And so the, yeah, you said you saw someone sneak out during questions. I've never seen that before. Have you not? Oh. Until this time <gasps> when I, a conference organizer, oh. got up from Ooh. sitting at the front <laughs> during question time, slowly walked up the hall <laughs> He stopped three quarters of the way down and started chatting to someone what? during question time and then continued to walk outside to get lunch early. That is mental. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, if you're a conference organizer, that's that's bad form. That's yeah, bad form. you've got to toe the line. You've got to sit there, listen. You are clap. like the captain on the Titanic. You go down with that fucking great <laughs> shit. You, you go could... down with it, no matter how bad things are, you have to be at the helm. All right. Yeah. 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 I yeah. hope you listen to that, Thomas Pickler. Oh, say his name. I like it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take that. My third bit of news. Oh, all right. So, uh, Chris, have you heard of the website? Let me Google that for you. Uh, No, I haven't, Cameron. So it's something where you can send someone a link. Mm -hmm. Like, say, someone asks you a silly question. That's when you're supposed to do. And then you send them this link, and they click on it, and it's let me Google that for you. And then a video comes up. Showing you how to Google like that question. Very good. All right. So there's been a few occasions where I felt like doing that to a student. Oh, no. This week, uh, <laughs> I had a comment on a paper that I'm working on. I said to someone, I don't think that's what that particular data point is supposed to look like. Here's an example of what I think it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Uh, and then their reply was, no, 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 no. If you want to know what it's supposed to look like, just go to Google image search and type in, uh, you know, the thing, your UV vis of this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To which I got really angry and was like, how do you think I got what it's supposed to look like in the first place? (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so I got Googled. Let me Google those. Yeah. 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 Very oh, well good. Well done. Very good. Anyway. Very good. Very Annoying. Good. Did you, did, what did you do? You punch him or something? Oh, I felt like it. Yeah, I bet. No, I, 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 I was quiet and I sighed. <laughs> yeah, <it> showed him. <laughs> ah. I thought that was going to be your response to the reviewer. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah. God, imagine that. Imagine sending a, like, yeah. a review, it comes back and says, not very good or don't understand this. And it, Let me Google that for you. <laughs> yeah. Go to this link. Hey, Andy. Yes. You got some news for us. Well, Chris has always, already taken my thunder. Sorry, oh, man. You can go into Jesus. more detail about that paper I will. if you want. The paper has been accepted. It was actually, I mean, for so it's an honors student um, done the work. And I think it's fantastic that honors work a year's worth of research coming in as a undergrad with no research skills mm-hmm. has produced a paper. Yep. Now that's regardless of impact factor. I, I think that's I think that's great. Yeah, that's that really doesn't good. happen very often. To be doesn't honest. happen. Yeah. No. It means you've, so, it's a body of new work. For exactly a, enough for a journal. Yep. yep. And this mm. guy, you know, fresh out of undergrad, did it all. So you know, regardless of impact factor, great effort. Anyway, yeah, so there absolutely. was that paper, which was really good. Um, and also, I want to say a big thank you to RIOs who are now hosting us through their channel. So uh, RIOs have got the RIOs.tv um, where they're trying to sort of create content, science content mm-hmm. that's engaging. And we're really lucky to be one of the first, I think the first podcast Ooh. to be um, invited to be hosted with them. So to all the people out there that are listening to this through RIOs, Thanks very much, RIOs. New listeners. Yeah. Gibbo says, thank you, RIOs. There we are. There is no <laughs> bigger praise. Mm, mm. Feel humbled, RIOs. <laughs> <laughs> Our topic for today is oh. the pain of publishing. Ouch. Ooh. Now, this is quite a timely subject for us mm. because the paper that we were talking about um, at the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. just for, accepted. Just accepted. In a that was incredibly painful. Accepted, yeah, that was. That yeah, was. In a journal impact factor of one. Yeah, Where exactly. A good impact factor would be. What do you think? I'd say above five. Yep. And yep. then a great. Above ten. Yep. Yep. I'd I say so. Yeah, that's pretty good. So the honor student did all the work, and it fell to her, um, his primary supervisor. So, the, like an academic to really, and I'd finished there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she took it upon herself to to write this paper. Um, before we get on to actually specifics, Cameron. Yep. If the peer review process goes perfectly, like textbook peer review, yes. Give us a rundown on the steps. You're going through an online portal to submit to a journal of your choosing. Yep. The way you put it together, that takes a while because you need to, a cover letter, you need the manuscript and you might yep. need the figures in different and different files and all yep. these things. So that putting, even submitting it will probably take half a day of your time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Every, everyone's details you have to get well. for the co-authors. Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Nightmare. Uh, and then it goes first to an editor and they will like say skim, skim it and kind of think, yeah, this one looks good or... Yep. Often they'll kind of have a look at who the authors are and say, yeah, they're famous, that this stuff's probably good. Yeah. And then they choose whether to send it to review or not. And yep. that's going to take like three days. Yeah. Probably yeah. like, and it can be up to a week. We've had a few over a week, haven't mm, we? Where, absolutely. Yeah. And then the editor can then at that point go back to you say, no, we, I won't even send it to review. Yep. And then they can, then they'll, but if they do send it to review, they choose two people um, often you've suggested five and they might and these people them. are other scientists yeah, they, in other universities in yeah. the same discipline yes so they yeah. should know what your your paper is about but they won't 
they they shouldn't they shouldn't be your friend. Mm. Uh, but that's a it's a sticky issue where uh, yeah. lots of people probably do send it to their friends. Yeah. And they're uh, the, every journal is different, but I would say often they would give the reviewer like a three week deadline when they ask them to review it. Yep. But they won't remind them maybe until four weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and then everyone takes the maximum amount of time because everyone thinks they're really busy and, and the work, the time it takes to do work extends into the time available for it to be done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's, Everything's gone well. You're waiting four weeks to get your reviews back. So four weeks is the best. Yeah. Uh, and we probably have seen up to three months mm. to get the reviews back. Yep. Uh, but in an ideal case, it would be three weeks. Like the, yep. the reviewers would get back. Yep. And and it yep. came, and it has been faster if if the mm. if the stars align and the reviewers actually read it like the day they get it or like yep. the week they get it, it can be faster. You get your reviews back and they might say, uh, they say accept as it is. They they can say accept with minor revisions. Yep. They say, they can say don't reject, but it needs major revisions before it's accepted. Yep. Or they can outright reject. Yeah. And so depending on what you get there, you either are accepted, you get the option to resubmit mm-hmm. where you'd have to go through, go through and do the changes. And then either the editor or the reviewer's uh, have it starts again? Yeah. Or you just rejected and you got to start from the beginning. Yeah, with another one. Yeah. And then if it's accepted and normally it's with revisions, whether they be yep. minor or major, major even is just like uh, a few typos and a clarification is considered major. I think these yeah. days. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's something that I, I would when I review, I would tick major if it's something which I think has to be done. Yeah. Mm. Even mm. if it is only five minutes work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so that is what you've just described there is what happens if the system works. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, mm. being Christopher T. Gibson, yes. you've had a fair bit of experience publishing. Yes, yes, that's true. In your experience, how often in percent <laughs> does the peer review <laughs> process go as well as Cameron has just described? Oh, look, that that's a tough one. Because you only remember the bad ones. There's so many bad ones. Oh, just like having sex with someone. (laughs) I'd say, look... A lot of people remember you. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it feels like about 25%. Okay, so you reckon a quarter of papers roughly feels feels like... like, Yeah, yeah, you know, that's how it feels to me at the moment. Yeah, Yeah. and I guess that's why this section is called The Pain of Publishing. Absolutely. Is because... The other, let's say, 75% for the sake of argument, there is... So, how many steps are in that? I don't know. Let's say 10 steps overall. By the time you change, get through, blah, blah. So, yeah, exactly. There are so many times it can go wrong and be delayed and like... Mm -hmm. In 75% of the cases, one or more of those steps go pretty pear-shaped. Yeah. Go quite wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Is Is there an alternative? I mean... Apart from, I mean, certainly the submission process that you described then, that can be made better. I think journals can definitely right. make that better. Yeah. Um, make it easier. The uploading, often a big problem is, you know, people get to a point where they're ready to upload files and the website crashes or, you know, it comes up with all these errors yep. and stuff like that and that delays the process considerably. Or they ask for a lot of information on co-authors. Yeah. Um, we had one recently where every co-author had to have an account 
mm. with the journal. Oh, so you now, had to bother people to get them to log in. Yeah, Cameron, in. Cameron yeah. had to get bothered. Cameron, Cameron had to I get bothered. Cameron had to get bothered yeah. to to go and because you actually had an account with that um, publishing. Oh yeah, I had an account, but it thought it wouldn't let him write a different institution in because yeah. I changed institutions. Uh, okay, so that's ridiculous, and yeah. that you know that delayed the whole submission process. It's not Cameron's fault. It's but it should be flexible enough that that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. things like that, journals should be able to sort out. Mm. So that that's something that they can fix. The big problem, I guess, is one of the big sticklers is also like I, I published a paper a couple of years ago where um, the reviewing took a long time. Now, that's obviously going to be a stickler. And we'll talk about that in yeah. a bit more detail. But the thing that really annoyed me was it spent just as much time sitting with the editor as it did with the reviewers. Mm. Because I could check the online system and I could see what it was doing at different so stages. I, think, I guess a good thing to say now though is that the editor is quite often a well-known academic in a field. So yeah. not only are they, they the editor of this nice or good journal, mm-hmm. but they've also got their own research. They've got yep. their own whole other job mm-hmm. that they're meant to be doing. Yep. So in some cases, these people, I mean, like they are, they are very, very, very busy, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. an argument for going to dedicated um, journal editors. Yeah. Because then it's their job, and then you expect a two or three day turnaround. And, and I think for the for the job. publishing companies that do do have that model, they yeah. don't get academics to be editors and things like that. Yeah, things like that do go quickly. Yeah, you know they all right. They don't have much control in some ways over how long reviewers take. Mm-hmm. But the bits where the papers with them at the different stages, they do do that fairly quickly. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, even with like a delay of a best delay of say two months. A lot of stuff, a lot of science can happen in that two months. I always think to myself, when I submit a paper, I always think, I wonder how far behind I am. I wonder if there's something in that queue Mm. ahead of me Uh, that trumps this. Do you know what I mean? Because you really don't know. you're trying to be the first at something. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, So that, I mean... (laughs) I, I was a co-author on a paper recently and the paper, the, the, the publishing company was uh, completely open access. Yeah. And it's the only one I've been on uh, that, w- that where the, the company was completely open access and it was frighteningly fast. Yeah, But right. you're paying. Once it's accepted, you're paying for that to get published. So they and that make- was a serious amount of money, wasn't it? It was like a few thousand Swiss francs, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Whoa. I don't know what that converted to, but it was hundreds of Australian dollars, something like that. I think it was a thousands of Australian dollars. Thousands of Australian dollars. There you go. But um, we got reviewed in two weeks mm-hmm. and it was five reviewers. Whoa. And once accepted, it was online with a volume and page number within another couple of weeks. So really fast. Now, is that a new model that, that might be more effective? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it certainly seems that way, but also it seems like they've you've spent a lot of money to help it along. Exactly. Mm. exactly. If you've got a problem, chuck money at it yeah. and it goes exactly. away. Exactly. So that's another question. Is that <laughs> yeah? Is that a good way to go? You know, there's so, good there's arguments for and against. I think. Yeah. I mean, the the one the the one sticking point here is not only so. I think in general, I've not normally had a problem with editors. I feel yeah. like editors, yeah, busy, but it normally happens within a week, sort of thing. Yep. Um, the the biggest sticking point for me always is the review process. Mm, That's yeah. it gets sent electronically to someone, and we've all been on the receiving end of a paper, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I take that deadline quite seriously. In fact, I will do it that day normally. Yep. I'll receive it, and if I say yep, I'll do it that day. Now, 
I'm obviously not the head of a research group and I'm not have not super, super busy, but it amazes me. So the paper that we've got in at the moment with all three of our names on, mm-hmm. um, woohoo. Yeah, woo-hoo, yeah. The, the juggernauts of AFM uh, <laughs> publishing again. I wonder if Malcolm Lorne will like it. Um, I hope so. I know he will. Hopefully he sends me a letter. I'll be so disappointed if he doesn't send me a letter. He writes to me. I know, he'll write to you. If (laughs) if he writes to you, I'll be so fucking mad. I'll be so mad. The Colossuses. The Colossusi. The the, Colossusi. The giants of AFM. Um, But so that paper has been out for, I think it's eight weeks now, something like that. I think it's getting on to nine. Nine, yeah. It's been nine weeks, maybe eight weeks under review. And that's a long time considering you're given three weeks, I think. To, to, to that write. journal gives you two weeks. That's oh, what, okay. I mean, I've, I've reviewed yeah. articles for that journal before and they say, you know, can you get them back to us in two weeks? So what about this for a system? Considering for me, at least, that's the biggest sticking point. Mm-hmm. This system where you send to, a, you send to um, an editor, editor normally does their thing, except if they accept it and it goes out to review, it goes up to essentially some sort of forum and experts from the field can go in and look at that paper, but it's not any one person. It could be, it's as many as are willing yeah. to look over it. Yeah. And I reckon there's enough scientists there that would dedicate an hour a week or a couple hours a week. So it's like multi open line yeah. peer review. Would that work? Mm. And so you give them a certain, that would happen over a certain period of time. Yes, yeah, so you say this paper is going up for a week. Yep. Everyone uh, go for it. Go for gold. That's an interesting idea, I have to say. And if it went, you know, if there's hundreds or potentially thousands of people out there yeah. looking at it, I think it would you be get a, capped. It would have to be capped. But yes, yeah. there'd be lots of. People well, you'd have to. You, yeah, you'd have to have people nominated in the area. Exactly. And they'd have yeah. to have some expertise. So that'd be a vetting process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, uh, it, that sounds sounds pretty interesting. I mean, you could end up with a situation though where you could get some real assholes. You know, who would be like, right, I'm getting involved with this and I'm just going to halt a bunch of other people's research yep. in the area. Yeah. But then they might, get, hope, dr- they might get, they drowned get drowned out exactly, by, yeah. by other voices who are fairer. Yeah. And yep. um, so I think that it, that's an interesting idea. Uh, uh, you know, the, the people who are reviewing the comments, they'd have to, you know, things would have to change for them. Mm-hmm. They'd have to look at, look at all the comments a bit more... Um, it perhaps in a different way that they would now. You know, yeah. you get two reviews, you look at them, they look at the worst one, and then they make a decision on that. That's how yeah. it feels sometimes. In yeah. a situation like that, you could get loads of negative ones, but loads of positive ones as yeah. well. So I don't know. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. I, I thought. I think it's an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then it's up there for a week, and that's it. Yeah. So, and if no one looks at it, it's uh, not good enough to be published. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> With our paper, people like, yeah, Christopher Gibson. Awesome. <laughs> it's in. He knows cantilevers. <laughs> I don't think there'd be the community who would actually get behind it. Yeah, there's a okay. few. There's a few like that out there already. Yeah. Uh, and I've been asked, like, they, they will email everyone, like, oh, hey, be a, be a reviewer on this open. Ah, okay. Uh, anyone oh, really? can, anyone okay. can post, anyone can review yep. type journal. Yep. And I thought, yeah, this is a great idea. And then I go on it and then there's nothing for me to, that's uh, interesting to me. So I just don't do it. And I haven't looked at it since. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I guess it, it does rely on, the, the it relies on passive kind of viewing. Yeah. Not directed in the same way that 
someone says, review this journal. So yeah, it's you, interesting. So an alternative option, say if you're so happy to go through the review process, but you're not happy with the time it takes, mm-hmm. is that you can post your paper online. So there's some, so, so people can view it while yep. it's still being um, revised. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. that's interesting. Yep. Cool. So yep. we have one at the moment, which has only just been submitted well, it's been resubmitted yesterday, yep. and that's been available online the entire time that it's been under wow under uh, under review. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it was submitted. So we mentioned that in the last one, ARXIV. Yes, it's, it's a physics based. Ah, I one. didn't realize that was available the whole time. I thought it was yep. just a pre-submission thing. Yep. You submit it. To, you can. You that's can, excellent. You can still there, there yeah. still there right now, and, yeah, and uh, anyone can look at it. Anyone can look and at it. And did you get anyone look at it? Yes. And how kind were they? Uh, well, so, you know, that paper has been highlighted in oh, Nature. Oh, God, yes, yes, we all know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so that person must have looked at it. And gone, ooh, I like this. Mm, yeah. Mm. So I saw another paper on that. And in fact, it, it they obviously put it out at the same time they got it under review. And when the revisions came back for that article, they actually posted their revised article on ARC. ARXIV again. Yeah. So you, you not only got the original, but when they made their changes, ah, they posted they that change. again. So even before it came out, because it got accepted and it came out in print in the journal, yep. you could see the revised version mm-hmm. well in advance of it appearing in print with the journal. I yeah. was like, that's, that's quite good, you know. But I think that we're still, there's a bit of a problem at the moment with the even getting past the editor. So, I mean, Chris uh, mentioned okay. like twenty five percent of the time it goes all the way that it's planned. But I, for me, it's definitely nowhere near twenty five percent of the time that it works, because you oh, always want right. it to be published in the highest impact factor journal possible. Always yes. oh, see, yeah. And so you always <laughs> submit to a journal that you, you know pro- you, you that you think it probably won't yes be accepted here. But we just we have to try because for some. Well, not for some, no, for some stupid reason <laughs> is really important. But that is from, I guess, the university. They want high impact factor journals. So impact factor roughly is how many sites per paper, right, for mm-hmm. the journal. The higher the impact factor, the harder it is to get in. So nature and science and mm. pinus. <laughs> is one of the is one of the is yeah yeah p n no is it i say p nas p nas p n a s i i am a softer a because i like it sounding like p nas p nas i just say penis thanks for being the straight guy there <laughs> otherwise people would be sat at home going, what the fuck is this about why are they saying penis so much why can't they say it properly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah you know people want it in those and the oh they must receive thousands a day really like yeah they, and, and oh. it's and it's people like us and like us is everyone so yeah. they would really be bombarded with people who are mm. just trying like just trying their luck yeah hoping that the what the editor's drunk yeah like they get drunk then the, the reviewers like often like they send to people who are two people who are experts in yeah. the field but really i don't think anyone's an expert in any field anymore yeah sure. and yeah. so often the reviewers are they don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. And some bad stuff gets through and some good stuff gets blocked. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what you touched on it earlier, Cameron, that if you're a well-known name... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's more important through. than content. Yeah. 
So there's been a, someone saying that when you submit a paper, it should be blind to the reviewer, what institution and the author's names as well. Yep. And I, I 100% agree. I can't yeah. think of a good argument against well, that. It's because yeah. the people who, uh, who benefit from it <laughs> are the ones who are making the decisions. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they also think 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. So I, I, I really don't know why I can't just not even bother with a journal. I would like to just say, this is what I did, put it up online, and people can still Google it and see yep. my results. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. I, like, I would be happy to just do that. I don't need publications. I yeah. mean, Chris obviously needs loves it them. <laughs> he needs it for his metrics. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I mean, yeah, there's but there, I would be... there's a hole in my soul uh, and, and it needs to be oh. filled with love and attention. An A4-shaped hole <laughs> yep. that he needs to fill yep. with papers. Yeah, yep. I'd need approval. I do. I'm just yeah. that kind of person. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, just a quick thing to finish it off then. Um, we talked about uh, reviewers giving comments and stuff back. Um any quick, funny uh, reviewers' comments that you've had or you've heard of? I'd like to go first. This is an Australian uh, friend of mine. He prides himself on his ability to write. He sent it off to review and the reviewer came back and said, needs a thorough proofread. Clearly, this person's uh, lang- first language isn't English. <laughs> and it's not. It's Australian. So he's completely right. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Cameron? I mean, I had the same one, that that same thing recently. Oh, actually. did you? Yeah. <laughs> Was I just talking about you? I, I don't know, were you? <laughs> I don't think so. No, yeah. they didn't say in mine clearly not English, but they said yeah. it needs a thorough proofread. And I read it uh, very closely and I didn't see anything wrong like, with the, the grammar. Yeah. Oh, I'm brilliant. Needs a proofread. Yeah. It, anyway, I'm getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, you're really tensing up over there. Have your fists always been that? that close? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had we had actually one that me and Cameron are on. We had a review comment that came back, and it was basically uh, there's a number of authors on the paper, probably about ten. Yeah. And the reviewer the reviewer came back and said, "Blah blah blah, you've repeated yourself a bunch of times. It seems like this paper has been written by a committee, <laughs> and it hadn't really been written by a committee at all." <laughs> next section is science this we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity and today chris t gibson has got one for us christopher t gibson oh yeah that's right dr christopher t gibson so we are going to science getting drunk (laughs) i don't even know (laughs) and i guess we have to start because this is chris's it's mine so you guys go all right go on cameron go well I read it and I thought it was pretty hard. Chris, are we going straight from your brief or can we uh, ask you some more questions? About oh, you can it? expand upon it. Absolutely. All right, so Lots this, of wiggle room. So I want to know, is this kind of about the joy of drinking alcohol or are we just trying to get drunk? Um, you, could, you could do a combination of the two. So definitely getting inebriated is one of the primary goals. All right. But enjoying it on the way. That's an absolute outcome. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Said like a true professional. Said like someone hedging their bets. <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> okay. So I had I had two thoughts schools of thought. I was trying to go to somehow how you could science getting a really good alcohol free beer. 
Oh, hey, but that's cool. You're really not getting any buzz mm, yeah, from an alcohol yeah, free. And sometimes, yeah. like, you know, there's that one or two beer in feeling. I mean, we're not yep. really a pro alcohol. Are we a pro alcohol podcast? Well, we're pro alcohol in moderation. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, is that right, Gibbo? I'm very much pro, <laughs> pro alcohol. <laughs> um, and most of the time, it should be done in moderation. Certainly, I'm against drinking and driving. But I am like, yes, okay. I did drive here and I am drinking a mid-strength beer, but that's it. Chris, you've just incriminated yourself. I can't believe it. If any police officers... You could have stopped. You could have stopped talking at any moment and that would be fine. Is that truth serum? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't noticed that. Have you noticed that Chris becomes really honest after a beer? After one mid-strength beer. After the the neck of a mid-strength beer. Can you imagine him driving home? He's like, drive, drive, drive. Woo! Gets pulled over. I'm so sorry. I've had a mid-strength beer. Yeah. Oh, and I was, and I was, and I texted. I texted. You didn't see it, but I, I was texting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys. All right. So the worst thing. All right. So I'll let's go with. Uh, you've had a few drinks, and it's really hard to stop. Okay. And the problem with really stopping drinking, apart from as long as you got a safe way to get home, uh, and you don't act like an ass, you just get happy and honest like Chris does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, the worst thing is the hangover. Yes. Yes, I like this. Right. Yes. So the hangover is caused by the liver converting ethanol into acetaldehyde. Right. And the acetaldehyde is quite bad for you because not only is that is also then that's giving you the headache. Yep. And it's also draining your body of vitamins and antioxidants because it's quite reactive oh okay uh, so it reacts with the uh, like the other in things in the other things in your liver so it's yeah. really stopping it from doing its job oh okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. but eventually the acetaldehyde in your body gets broken down further until it's carbon dioxide and water yeah mm-hmm. all right so i'm sciencing getting drunk yep. by adding in a catalyst into my liver which directly converts ethanol into carbon dioxide and hydrogen oxide. (laughs) 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 Hydrogen oxide. Yeah, Yeah, got it. I've got a degree in chemistry. Yeah, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a real thing. Brilliant. Right. Mic drop. Drop <laughs> drop the paper. Yeah. Done. All right. That's excellent. That's right. what I'm doing. Well yeah, done. That's good. Well that's, done. Good. Uh, that's good. I'm talking about getting drunk and removing all of the pleasure because there's something quite nice about being sat in a bar drinking. That's why people do it. It's quite social. That's why I do it. We go out, we have a drink. You know, it breaks down some social barriers. I say a few more swear words than I normally do. I'll talk about my willy a lot more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't think either of those is true. Uh, yeah. go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I want to do is take the drinking aspect of it and I just want to science it. So you, instead of going to a bar, you go to an alcohol bar where you sit down and you say how drunk you want to get. Okay. You say to the barman, Take me to, take me to ten. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. On a scale of one to ten. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, you've had a bad day," and you go, "I've just shit myself." 
I need to forget this. And he goes, I wonder what the smell was. <laughs> I don't think he <laughs> would say that. No, do you think he would just serve you? I, I would not ask any follow-up questions. Wouldn't you? Oh, so, so if someone came in and you were in this band, they said, take yep. me to 10? Yep. You'd be like, yes. No, but maybe I might say, you've had a bad day. Yeah. But if you then say, I've crapped my pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I don't smell anything. <laughs> I'm not asking any other it. questions. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So in my science bar, you go up and you say, yeah, because when you go out, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes the emotion of drinking with friends overtakes you and yep. you get way drunker oh, than then you, you want plan. to. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I like that. Yeah. So this is yeah. a way of going in. You say, tell you what, it's a nice Friday, but I don't want to be hungover tomorrow. Take me to about a three. Still mm. enough to have a bit of a giggle with mates. Yeah. Break down some social barriers, but not enough to be yelling into the toilet at 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. also not, you're spending... Because it's a money thing as well. You're getting, yeah. oh, I got drunker than I imagined and I bought... Everyone know, a drink. Everyone around or... <laughs> yeah. And that's not Andy's problem. Uh, yeah. That's Chris's problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, you've, 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 you must have a good one. Well, look, I, I've, I've thought about this in a few different ways. Usually we introduce robots... At some point into science. By we, we all mean yeah, no, Cameron I'm, speaks I'm, well, robots. I'm at least going two in a row without robots now. Right, you have, right. you're doing so, very well. I'll, yeah. I'll put robots aside. So one thing that I <laughs> thought was interesting about yours was the way it's delivered. Oh, you would change that. So I, I have read that the ancient Mayans and Aztecs used to have alcohol enemas. And apparently alcohol mm. absorbs into the, the rectal area straight yeah. in and you get drunk very, very fast. Yeah. So science this for Gibbo could be you go to a bar yeah. and you're offered different ways of how you want to take the alcohol. Yeah. One could be intravenous. One could be a beverage or the other could be stick a tube up my bum. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I would have to already be quite drunk for that to be a good idea. Like the responsible service of alcohol is out the window at that point. Yep, yep. So you just go up to the bar, plunk your ass on the bar, pipe goes in. Sometimes I'm a little bit concerned about the cleanliness of the glasses at a bar. Can you imagine trust, the level of trust you'd need in the barman? For, oh, have you used, that looks like it's been used. Why is it over, over its packet? Oh, no, no, it's the way we store them. Wait, are you more concerned about the cleanliness of a glass or the cleanliness for your mouth or the cleanliness <laughs> of a glass for your butthole? Um, mouth mainly just because I don't want to taste anything. Bumholes don't yeah. have taste. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be pouring the, the... Well, I guess you could put a funnel there and then pour the beer into it. I don't know how an enema exactly works. I just assume it's a tube, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tube. Attached to a bag. Yeah, to a bag of, or, or, a, um, or a funnel. Or a funnel. <laughs> Uh, and so the other way I thought was... <laughs> Cameron's just I, shaking I, his head. I, nope, I, can't, nope, I nope. can't do a science this without a robot or some genetic engineering <sighs> of some sort. Oh, on, Jesus Christ. So I'm taking it to a different level. On, on Star Trek, they have matter transporters, right? Yeah? Yes. Yes. So basically what happens is your information, your, your, all, the, all the information in your body gets stored in a computer. Like yes. Information? Your information, all the matter that you're... Well, basically we're just information really. That's all that it is, you know. But you're saying that we are all ones and zeros? Essentially, yeah. You could be converted into that if a, if a scanner could read your body, all the quantum states and everything. Hmm. It gets stored and then it gets reassembled. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. So therefore, I'm with him. Camera looks dubious, but I'm with you. That, I'm with I mean, you. We're talking Star Trek, so it's a transport. Or, right. or put it this way: your body, all the matter in your body, gets converted into energy, and that must have a sort of energy pattern of some sort. And then it gets reassembled. Yeah. So there's no reason why you couldn't just once you do that once, you couldn't just do that thousands or millions of times and just duplicate that person. Yeah. Yeah. So you would do that with me. And why? I- <laughs> why always end up with an army of Chris Gibsons? I look. If one is great, millions must be greater. I told you in a previous more is podcast, more. Less is not more. More is more. So that's that's. I how told it goes. you six Chris Gibsons is more than enough. No. No, no, we would do millions because there's lots of permutations. And I would sit back, the, 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 the me, the god Chris Gibson, the first one, and, and each one of the duplicates... <laughs> How would, would we tell the difference? Um, would you have a mohawk or would everyone else have a mohawk? <laughs> <laughs> or a ponytail? I want to be friends with the ponytail Chris Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Actually, I'm friends with moustache Chris Gibson. <laughs> That would be a problem, actually. Anyway, <laughs> I'd be sitting on a throne, see, and all the others would, be, and then, and then, what would happen is no, you're matter. You've been tra- you've been matter transported. Oh yeah. <laughs> so is it just the first one that's going to be sitting on the throne? That's right. But how do you know that's one. you? That's. I reckon your soul is being split infinitesimally here. So each one would be a fraction of the original. Yep. Hmm. Let's assume it's not that. Let's okay. assume that it's complete duplicates of me. <laughs> yeah. But but we've tweaked the energy pattern so that they're all subservient to the original. Okay, How's that? fine. How's that? Look, right. it's very hand wavy, but yeah. I'm with you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. In the interest and of time, it's fine. All the different combinations of consuming alcohol and types of alcohol and duration yep. are experimented on these duplicates. Right. And I observe them and I see which one is having the best fun and getting drunk the quickest. And I this is this is, this is an experiment basically. Yeah. And then I duplicate that, whatever that is. But what happens to all of the drunk Chris Gibsons? <laughs> they will eventually have to be eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I like this. And it would have to fall to you to do it, right? Well, I guess so. Or, or you could grab the ones with the mohawk, and so you grab them by the hair and hold them. Or we simply let them. We, we simply set them free into society. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd love to see a group of free Chris, like free-range Chris Gibsons, just like eating out of bin. There'd stuff. just be a sign on the exit, like free beer this way. We've had this question before, and this is this is a thought experiment we've had before. If you woke up tomorrow and everyone on the planet was Cameron Shearer, so you wake up tomorrow, you look over at Lauren, and there's you. Mm-hmm. Mm, sexy. What would, what would happen to the planet Earth? How quickly uh, would it destroy itself? Because if this is a if, great question, let me tell you, if the world turned into me, I don't, you know. It would be destroyed quicker than if an asteroid hit the planet. <laughs> Absolutely. Because there's loads of things I can't do. There'd be no one flying planes. There'd be no one... I haven't driven a manual car in years. So that'd be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a huge problem. I mean, look at all the things I can't do that would instantly stop. You're talking to it to us like you've gone through it already. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. And I could, I could see myself watching Gibson's News, me on, on the news, going, you know, would war break out? Or would everything be peaceful? Would, I, would, would there be wars? I mean, could you imagine a world of just Andy Stapleton's? It would be... There'd be a lot of, like, 
there'd be a lot of hair everywhere. Like, because I molt a fair bit. Like, my chest hair would end up, like, just everywhere. And also, like, they would try to make out with, like, make out with each other. Like, they would try it. I know it. I'd be, they'd be like, I know what you like. And you know what I like. Let's do it. And, like, maybe hundreds, maybe once a year. You go down the street and it's just you. uh, And you'd be like, well, fuck it. Like, do you care if I just do a shit in the street right now? No. No. Well, go for it, me. I would have a festival. Where all the Andrew Stapletons in a certain area got together and just like explored each other's bodies. <laughs> and then it wouldn't be very good and we'd all be really awkward for ages. <laughs> You'd be uncomfortable around yeah. yourself. But you wouldn't know which ones you had the un- uncomfortable experience no, with. No, yeah, the ones that would look sad. By predicting the future, this could, this could be a form of psychiatry. So in, vir- yeah. in virtual reality, you know, and you can duplicate minds and things like that. You could go to a psychiatrist and they could yep. say, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to do this experiment. We're going to make a virtual Earth. We're going to populate it with about six billion of you. And we're going to study what happens. Yeah. And we're going to see, and that's going to tell us a lot about yourself. And you could do that. I think that would be amazing. There you go. Future of psychiatry. Gibson's done it. No, but the question was science. <laughs> get <it wrong>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well done, Chris. I think, I think that's enough. We've, we've heard enough. Well done. I should no longer do science this. <laughs> Music is provided by the excellent Adelaide-based band VoiceROM. Check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, for us, remember to subscribe on your favourite podcast app and like our Facebook page, join in the forum and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get this deliciousness into your face. Cameron, you were just listening to Published Perishable Podcast, brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Chris's Matter Transferring Machine. (laughs) (laughs) It turns your information into information. (laughs) Only transports matter. Yeah, all right, final goodbyes. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.